Hello, and welcome back to Big Gay Nerds Play Beam Saber. It has been such a short amount of time, uh, really, like, it feels like yesterday since last we were here. Uh, I'm your GM, Saturn, uh, they, them. You can find me at the Future Rules on Twitter and Tumblr.com. And joining me today, as always, are four of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Uh, we'll start with, uh, yeah, let's do it in normal order, Fern. Hello, everyone. My name is Fern. My pronouns are he, him, and they. We're working on it. It's, things are happening in the, in the gender realms, as they always are. <laughs> and I am playing Giuseppe Finch, the golden boy, uh, whose pronouns are he, him. Wonderful. Levi. Hello, I'm Levi. Uh, pronouns are they, them. I am playing uh, Gabrielle Asmodeus, uh, codenamed Stiletto. Uh, playbook is The Envoy. Sarah. Hello, my name is Sarah, and I completely forgot how I was going to do this intro. My pronouns <laughs> are she and her, and you can find me at Radio and Activity on Twitter. Uh and I am playing Arabella Steranox, the ace. I sure hope recent developments in the hobby landscape have not uh, affected your ability to remember your intro. My brain has <laughs> been reduced to goo. It's fine. <laughs> it's, it's, your brain has been reduced to goo-boo. Anyway. Shut up! Um, <laughs> anyway, last but certainly not least, our executive producer and uh, DM extraordinaire, Owen. Hey, yes, I'm the DM even when you're the GM. <laughs> That's um, right. My my pronouns are he and him. Also, so nice people call me Genome. It's cool. Um, and I'm playing Pfeffer Humboldt, uh, the officer and codename boss. Yeah, DM you're... stands for Daman. <laughs> <laughs> you're in her DMs. I am her DMs. We Anyway, uh, last time uh, in the very recent past of like uh, a month ago, don't worry about it, um, we had just begun the Forget-Me-Nots most recent outing, at which they are being sent to a place that's dirt fucking cold and in the middle of nowhere (laughs) to break up a sudden and very suspicious labor strike at one of of Grand Tycon's uh, many... Well, actually, not very many, really. At one of their preeminent uh, mech repair uh, facilities, as it were. And so, uh, last time, and I'll go with each of you, just give a little gist of what you were up to for both ourselves and for our listening audience. Uh, Y'all did some uh, fact-finding ahead of time. We haven't quite done uh, anything like uh rolling for engagement yet but y'all did gather some information so in our same intro order how about uh i have y'all uh tell me uh what it is you learned all right so giuseppe yeah so giuseppe uh went to the cross guard which is the factory bar um to kind of uh carouse with the people um and see see what have get a get a taste for like what's really happening uh and um giuseppe kind of learned the that there definitely is like this is suspicious not just in the like 
this is a corporation way of it being suspicious. It's actually like there's a lot of new people around um, that are like are very armed. And this is not like a normal union strike that has happened before. Um, and Giuseppe also befriended uh, a fellow uh, follower of the Church of Solarosa and uh, found out that there's something suspicious going on with the church, but uh, was uh, talking to too faithful of a Solarosan to like really get a uh, actual answer as to what was happening, other than there was something suspicious happening there. So That all sounds correct to me. Uh, Levi, what did Arabella learn? Or, not Arabella, excuse me. It's the second L syllable. Yeah. It throws me for a loop. Or I guess a third. Yeah, so, so, anyway, what did Gabrielle learn? So it's uh, been a minute. I remember going to that Gabrielle went to the scabbard to uh, dig through the offices. Of See the, if she could find any data. Yeah, anything like unusual that would point to like what had happened with the like new employees in the like recent times but i don't remember uh coming up with much i remember you finding the place had definitely been ransacked yeah. like at some point before you got there um which is suspicious in its own right obviously <laughs> so yeah. that's evidence yeah and i remember you talked with uh Paxstrella, who is your your oh, contact for yeah. your employer, and she uh, also didn't really have a whole lot of information to give you, except that like uh, there there's been I think a probably a normal amount of hiring firing lately, but like there's something with the uh, the records they have of the employees not necessarily being uh, as up to date as would be procedure. Okay, and I think I also remember her saying that um, they looked into the leader of the uh, union recently, Kaz Uyahara. Yeah, and couldn't find anything. So yeah, he was pretty pretty new and a dubious character in his own right. That sounds correct to me. Um, Sarah, what did Arabella learn? Uh, Bella went to talk to an old contact named Denari, uh, and shot the shit, and then pr- proceeded to offend her, uh, as <laughs> Bella loves to do. Oh. Uh, it went fine, don't worry about it. And, uh, primarily was trying to find out what happened to the previous union organizers, because they were more, um, easier to amenable. get along with. Yeah, amenable is a good word. Uh. And finds out that they uh, seem to have vanished off the face of the earth in extremely suspicious circumstances. So, like you do, as one does. uh, And basically, as soon as they uh, went missing, this is when the the new folks came into the union and started making trouble. And that's where we are now. I think that's all I learned, right? Yeah, that sounds yeah. correct. I also, uh, brief aside before we continue, uh, I remember you described her as looking like a heavy metal queen uh, from Cowboy <laughs> Bebop. Yes, yes, and I yes, just yes, yes. completely, without thinking about it, uh, I was watching Cowboy Bebop earlier today, and I like just a rewatch, and I got to that episode, and I'm like, oh, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. A plus character design right there. I love Heavy Metal yeah. Queen. I love that she she's just out there. Great episode. We we stand a Heavy Metal Queen. That's true. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, and Owen, what is it that Pfeffer learned? Pfeffer Slash also met up. Right. He met up with an old contact um, who is sort of like also kind of a mechanic, but less of a small town way and more of a like a literal fixer sort of for mech pilots. Mm-hmm. Um, to be perfectly honest, the info I got out of him, I think, is mostly already been covered by what other people have said. But I specifically did not dig too deep so that I could like have it as justification for say a flashback later on if i need to retroactively have access to something <laughs> yeah i remember we discussed you have a a coupon redeemable for one free uh extra tidbit of information that would be reasonable for him to have or acquire or something like that yeah he he and told he you also... he'd like he'd like keep his ear to the ground for you or something of that nature yeah and he also looks like an anime character which is the big beefy uh butcher guy from full metal alchemist Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Also, speaking about NPC appearances, um, something that I realized we did not touch on before. So, uh, Gabrielle talked to Captain Paxstrella of the Grand Tycon uh, Garland Mercantile Company. It didn't come up that she's like, is she, is she uh, like a bat person? Yes, she is. Yeah, uh, I, she she is a Tyconian, much like you. Uh, I feel like when she, it would have been like through a video conference, you would have talked to her. But she is like kind of a uh, average height, kind of stockily built woman with a uh, with just some bat features. She's got like a little bit of fur. She's got big ears. She's got the little beady eyes, heart shaped nose. I like would you have, do. I would have assumed she was a dog person based on the little icon you drew, but then I realized you were doing a pun with the name. You know, don't worry about it. As, as you do. Important. <laughs> uh, P- P- Pipistrella is one of the genus names for a species. Oh, of plants. Okay. <laughs> also, I th- also, also, I think Pipistrella is like just the French name for bat. Okay. Uh, that's a cute name. I've I'm, learned I'm, something I'm, now. I, I'm not always wholly original. Sometimes they just have to go uh, less with Tomino names and more with uh, Ace Attorney names. But, <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about uh, it. If I ever find myself at a game show now, though, and I win money, you are contractually uh, allowed to have some of those earnings, Saturn, because you taught me a piece of trivia. Oh, I see. <laughs> that's how that works. Is that, that's how that works. Uh-huh. If you ever are on Jeopardy and they're like, hey, what's a what's a French word for bat? And you're like, oh, I got this, honey. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think where we're at is it's kind of like y'all did your like kind of day zero preliminary investigation, right? And, mm-hmm. like, kind of coming into, like, I guess, uh, a day one, if there ends up being multiple, but a day one. And what you know going into uh, figuring out your plan of attack, as it were, is that you have about two days uh, to resolve this. Uh, the higher-ups are giving you kind of a time crunch, because if it lasts for too much longer, they're just going to uh, take take steps they don't necessarily want to take. Mm. Because they're not very, uh, it tend, they tend to be associated with some pretty bad press, uh, <laughs> as uh, cracking down violently on labor stoppages often does. Um, but uh, you have some amount of time. Uh, the important thing is, like, your primary objective is to end the labor freeze at the Ironbreaker Mech Forge and also to figure out what happened 
to the Tyconian, to the missing agents from Tyconian Garland. Uh, what specific way you accomplish these or what your specific MO is going to be here, completely up to you. Like, yeah. there is there is a version of this mission where you, like, just straight up go do a labor negotiation. There is a version <laughs> of the mission where you do not at all. Right. Like, <laughs> so whatever... Whatever you think would be the, the thing that seems more most like you'll get the answers you need. Okay. And I'm looking at now, just a reminder, our rules of engagement are do not promise or include in negotiations any adjustment to pay schedule or paid out benefits. Do not allow the facility or the housed mechs to be damaged beyond necessity. And non-combatants may not suffer injury as a result of your actions for any reason. So, you know. That's correct. Pretty straightforward. Um, looking over the optional tactics here for our entry point, I definitely think social is a good one, which is just when the squad negotiates with, bargains with, or persuades the target. The detail is the social connection. But I've also been thinking about deception and mm. maybe even stealth, because here is my idea. I've been thinking Take it that... down from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been thinking that we could sort of do a sort of a two-pronged approach here where, and I know splitting the party has not turned out great for us in the past, but it does. <laughs> no, it was <laughs> awesome. It what seemed... are you talking it, about? <laughs> it turned out great for half of you, and it turned out great for half of you. <laughs> <laughs> Me and so Slow had a I'm... great time. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm thinking, and I realize because you said this is over the course of like a couple of days, potentially. It doesn't need to be, but it can but, be. Yeah, you, you yeah. Ha so you have can... like 48 hours if you need 48 hours. Right. Um, so I'm thinking is that Boss and whoever wants to join him in that can sort of be upfront. It's like, hey, we are here to negotiate this. Mm -hmm. And then one or more other folks can be snooping around. I know we already did some snooping around, but there's obviously some kind of like mystery here, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. So I, f but also the negotiation seems like an important thing. So that sounds like at least a good way to open up, you know? Like yeah. if I try to talk to them and like, I just get like chased off at gunpoint or whatever, obviously we do a pivot, but I think um, whether this is going to be social or deception is going to depend on whether you are actually trying to, to like, sneak people in in disguise or whatever. Hmm. Gotcha. Because hmm. if it's social, then it's just like, hey, we're all here. Let's talk it out. But if you are like, hey, there's two of us here. Uh, there's only two of us. Don't worry about it. And the other two are, like, trying to, like, sneak in in uniforms or do something else mm -hmm. like that would be a deception because the deception right. is the point of that plan where it either makes or breaks yeah mm -hmm. the other question in mind is like which if any mechs we bring because this could be something where we go in without any mechs but it does seem like something where a fight could break out and we're not banned from like, say, engaging if someone does start a fight. Yeah. And also, we didn't have our mix at all last time, and I'm like, I want to get my baby back <laughs> in the field. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> 
Yeah, I think either way, it stands to reason that you would have you would all have your mechs available to you if you wanted to deploy with them. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, no, I'm gonna not bring it because I'm trying to do a social thing and I don't want to have to be worried about where my mech is or whatever, then like you don't necessarily have to bring it with you. It would be very conspicuous if there was just suddenly. Uh, we could uh, we could all go in blue Dahlia since it's got passenger space, but oh. you do want to bring yours. You did say. How we is, could have. How, oh wait, Dahlia's all jacked up. Uh, I'm not sure if that. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a great look. We got the skeleton arm. Yeah, I remember now. Never mind. I I do um, think we could possibly have the kraken since this is a coastal town. We could have the kraken. Actually, yeah, kraken just I was standing by that, in the ocean. How tall is that cliff I'm looking at right there? Oh, it's pretty tall. Um, okay. I think it would be definitely possible. Like this, it, it's Gundam rules. Like I don't know. I'm sure Kraken has some version of jump jets or whatever that it could <laughs> clear that distance without too much difficulty. But it is like you would not want to fall off that. Right. Right. That like, okay. it is a height that would kill you. It doesn't matter if the water below there is uh, uninterrupted or not. Like you'll you don't want to you don't want to fall from that height. But your gotcha. mech could probably clear it. Um, I kind of like the idea of having, uh, the Kraken there, um, potentially even just, like, under the water, but on standby, and maybe not tell anyone about it. Yeah. (laughs) Alternatively, it would, alternatively, it could be cool if that's how we show up. Yeah. (laughs) Just striding up. Or if it's just, Um, like, on the horizon, and then we find other ways to get there. Like, there's just, like... A new island there. Hmm. Wonder what that is. I will say what I think you would probably be aware of is that uh, because again, like the 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 people on strike who may or may not be the you know actual legitimate labor force of this uh, Mech Forge, they you have gotten reports that they're armed. It yeah. might not be uh, coming in in a like in an active you know mech might send the wrong first impression mm-hmm. is what i'll say True. um it's it, i mean there is going to be a degree which that's down to luck but it is like the uh it, it is what i would say is the tone that is being set gotcha. because these are mostly civilians as far as you're aware yeah. right okay well then, um, I don't know. I'm good with the idea of maybe we like sort of pile in to. I mean, you, <laughs> we've we've gone over how the blue dahlia is kind of banged up, but I'm okay with like focusing on the one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say real quick, thank you Saturn for making a union busting mission not uh, like there being more things because it, <laughs> when I first got this miss- mission, I was like, oh no, are we the bad guys? <laughs> well, you know. well we don't know yet <laughs> and we are but now, what, what i will say is uh despite your choice of uh you know uh employers at the very when we first started a thing y'all were very insistent on playing the neoliberal monarchy it's yeah. true so right? it's, you know maybe, maybe you will be bad guys at some point who knows yeah. hard to say <laughs> um, so i i guess how i'm feeling to sort of back up is um I think that maybe instead of having stuff hinge on everyone being able to like sneak in, maybe maybe still so, sort of the two prong thing, but have it be more sort of social in both respects. Like, but there will be the official social side and then the unofficial social side, if that makes sense. Hmm. 
Uh, hmm. So well, here's my opinion. Is, my opinion as GM is that either of these could work. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's here's a thing. Here is a little a little wrinkle is that Giuseppe's already lied to people about who he is. That's a uh, good point. That yeah. he's coming and looking for work and ended up here and does not have any money to get back to where he came from. But, so, but the people inside yeah. the factory are not. Yeah, they're not yeah. aware of that lie. Like, they, yeah. none, none of them are inside the inside of the. But the people garden. milling about. Um, in front of the factory might be like, oh, that guy was lying. Great. Yeah, that's, that, is, that is a good point. So at the very least, I think Giuseppe should continue to lie as every <laughs> children's cartoon has ever taught me. You gotta double down. Um, <laughs> um, I think that at the very least, um, as... A minor noble and like the leader of a like diplomacy squad. It makes sense for Pfeffer to be like up front as like, "Hey, I'm the new negotiator." Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. I agree. Uh, I, I and think I'm good. If you, I, I think if you are going to be splitting the party in half again, I feel like the the play here, and this, I, I realize I'm not a player, and I don't want to steer you into <laughs> anything yeah. specific. I feel like one team being Pfeffer and uh, Gabrielle and the other team being Arabella and Giuseppe would be very fun. Yeah, that's true. And it also kind of makes sense with like everybody's like backstory since Arabella already knows someone here. Mm -hmm. Pfeffer Um, and Gabrielle are the diplomatic corps. Uh, Arabella and Giuseppe are uh, pretending to be working class. (laughs) (laughs) That makes I mean, sense we are me. working class. We're just part of the military-industrial you, complex. You're, you're class traders, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can show up in a mech and being like, hey, we need our mech fixed. Oh, no, there's a strike? Oh, no. Wow. Oh, that's good. <laughs> if, that's what, if that's what you want to roll your engagement on, we can do that. But... <laughs> oh, God. Hmm. I mean, I'm just throwing stuff around. I, mean, I, I do like, I do like getting being able to hang out with Gabrielle and doing stuff because I've not, I haven't had that opportunity yet, and I think we could be a potent combo. Same, same with uh, my feeling on hanging out with Arabella. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So should I assume then that Gabrielle and Pfeffer are going to be coming in as the official? Uh, you know, diplomatic envoys, whatever the hell, and uh, Arabella and Giuseppe are gonna either, like, what? Are you gonna, like, pretend to be scabs or, like, <laughs> come, like, source some fake uniforms and just try and blend in, or... Well, well, I feel like... A lot of new people around, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, since there are a lot of new yeah. people around, it's not like Arabella would be recognized by these people, but by yeah. the townspeople, Arabella would be recognized and be a familiar face, right? That's kind of what we've um, established. I think the the mechanic she talked to was, like, not from this town, oh. right? This is, like, more nearby. Ar- Arabella, like would come to this town probably here and there but the extent to which arabella is like known a frequent enough person to be a recognized personality is probably not at all yeah extremely okay small. like 
Like, I don't know. I go, I go to Tampa every, you know, year or two, and I don't oh. think anyone would recognize me yeah. in Tampa. Tampa's significantly bigger than this town, well, but okay. I get what I, you're saying. I, I, I live in St. Pete, and I go to, I don't know, like, Largo yeah. every okay. so often. Yeah. You know, like, probably, like, two, three times a year. I don't fucking know anyone in Largo. No one in Largo knows me. I'm not too worried about someone being like, hey, hey, it's that guy. It's, it's that, that planet from that podcast that I listened to. I'm going, to. I'm going to commit a pipe bomb murder at you. Or anything like that. Oh, God. Saturn is canonically the actual planet. planet Saturn, yeah. And if, and if you're in Largo and you love my podcast and you're planning to pipe murder me, uh, please don't, actually. Uh, I'd, prefer, I'd prefer to continue being alive. Thanks. I think it could I mean on one hand it could be that like Arabella is also in the same position as Giuseppe of like we're here for work type of thing and like we could have even been traveling companions and know each other sure um we could even be fake dating if we want to go really (laughs) (laughs) for no reason This is what they call combining business and pleasure. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I'm just like, imagining Giuseppe floating the idea and Arabella's going. Uh. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> but, not. No. <laughs> yes. And Giuseppe being like, instinct. okay. Okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that came, I don't know what no, I was thinking. That was just a funny joke I, I was telling for myself. Uh, yeah, but I, I feel like the bones of this plan works. I feel like um, because we're having Arabella and Giuseppe come in in like as deception, mm-hmm. basically, this is going to be a deception. Yeah, well, so what I think is going to happen here is I'm going to have either one of you two roll for engagement, right? Ooh. Um, and I think what's going to happen is that at least to start, this might change depending on the effects of your roll and whatever you have to do. But I think at least to start, Pfeffer and Gabrielle are going to be in a, like, controlled or at worst risky position because they're, Uh-oh. you know, going through in, like, kind of a legitimate channel. And so, like things are not necessarily immediately popping off for them, but for you, you will have to do with whatever it is you roll. Okay. Okay, yeah, that makes sense to me. I I will say I like the idea of us coming in in fake uniforms, like, just somehow mm-hmm. sourcing that and just trying to blend you, in. You would have access to them, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure your employer would have been able to provide you yeah. with, they like, some... Like fake uniforms. They would be actually... Well, yeah, no, they, yeah. They, they'd just be, like, you know, coveralls with, like, the branding and mm-hmm. then, like, some, you know, like, rubber rubberized safety equipment, maybe, like, a, you know, like, some kind of welding mask or whatever, you know, like... Mm-hmm. Just blend in. Just be cool. That's what we're gonna do. They 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 have the official employee pack with which to provide you uh, ample cover if that's the way you want to go. That's not something you have to worry about. I think that works. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, which of you wants to be responsible for this baby? Oh God. You do it. Based off of. Is it based off of any of our stats, or do we just roll the dice? No, there is... Uh, okay. Actually, let me pull it up, because there is a specific calculation for it. Okay. Um, oh, let's see. Do I have... 
I don't have the engagement on here. Do I, have I will say that I have sheet? better luck with rolls than Sarah. Yes, you do. That's why you're so. Just to be a little superstitious. Sure. Let, let's 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 say this is a uh, Fern's baby to either uh, keep and hold or uh, drop on the floor. Oh, um, no. oh no. no! Don't say it like that. So well, let's go. Let's go line item by line item. First off, you start. With one dice for plain old luck. Mm -hmm. So we start with a pool of one. Mm -hmm. Is the mission bold? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're doing some surreptitious spy shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'll, give, I'll give that to I, you. <laughs> I was going to say deception is inherently bold, and it made it sound like, oh yeah, lying is a noble act. <laughs> I feel like that's something that Pfeffer could feasibly believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's more noble than telling the bold lie and not getting caught? Anyway. Yeah. Lying is kick-ass, um, Sun Tzu. Yeah. You should do it all the time. Yeah. Alright, so we're going to bump that to two dice. Is the mission especially complex? Kind of. Like, I feel like it is, like, the, the idea of, like, oh, we are going to, like, talk to the union members and be like, convince me to join your union or whatever. Like, that that's kind of straightforward. But, like, the the intricacies of the deception and also, like, not, like, being around uh, Boss and uh, Stiletto and not being a squad mm -hmm. uh, fact, yeah. it can be complicated. So I feel like there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of moving parts in this mission. Any arguments against, or? No. Not really. No. Okay. So we're going to drop that pool by one back down. Oh, wait. Never mind. You thought I was going to give you extra engagement rolls for having a super complicated plan? <laughs> I don't know what I thought. Good <laughs> I, so, because I thought it would give us another dice. <laughs> Incorrect. False. The problem is you were honest, and now I have to punish you for it. <laughs> because as we have established, ah, as we've established, <laughs> lying is no. <laughs> so, does the mission exploit the target's vulnerabilities? Yes. Will you yeah, make an argument yeah. for it, or you just want to I say think, yes? I, I think that the unless that would fall under a different bonus, I honestly think like the whole uniform thing could count as a factor in that. Sure. Um though yeah. that could actually that could boil down to receiving external support now that I'm looking at it. So And I can um, make the I, I can make the argument that like um it seems that a lot of the staff at this factory are new, so having two new faces around is not actually going to raise any eyebrows. Um, and also, I would say, if we are successful in like just like becoming part of the group, uh, having like a scion as like a person that is like decepting you. Uh, is, is perhaps like, I, have, I have heard your arguments I am taking them into consideration I am not giving you the bonus die for vulnerabilities wow no. I do not I, I appreciate your logic for all of them but from what I already know 
from my <laughs> mission pre-planning, I think those are I think a lot of your uh, vulnerability exploitations are as likely to also be sources of trouble. Got you, boss planet. <laughs> I don't think it is especially vulnerable to your strategy in this case, so I'm not going to give you the bonus die for that. Is the mission's tactic ineffective against the target? I'm just going to go ahead and say no. You're, Yay. This is, this is something that, that you have chosen. You are not trying to shoot uh, bullets from Earth at a satellite. You know, like you're, you're all right. Is, is this plan dumb as hell? <laughs> just a bunch of dumbass, stupid idiots. This, this is the part where I, as a GM, say, by the way, your idea is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Does the squad receive external support for the mission? The answer is yes, because you're using Yay. your employer's uh, spare uniforms to facilitate your deception. That makes sense. So uh, that is adds anyone dice, interfering right? with the mission other than the target? No. Well, that's a th that's a thing I know. Depends on how <laughs> long this goes, right? Because you know that that eventually uh, Royal Blue will be like, "Fuck this." I'm going to say no for yeah. this because it is not like there is another squadron like, actually, I know what you're doing and I'm going to stop you from doing this thing. Yes. Okay. I'll, that's what I'll say for that. Are there any other factors that affect the mission? Um, take plus 1D for each one that benefits the squad, minus 1D if it hinders them. This might include differences in squad tier, specialized equipment, unusual terrain, or something else entirely. Um, I'm inclined to say this evens out again. I don't think there's a plus or minus from this part. Mm -hmm. So I think that leaves us with a dice pool of two. Damn it. All right. I'm so, I'm so dumb. It could have been a dice pool of three. <laughs> but yeah, you did well, the right thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honest, if, 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 um, as long as you, you know believe what you said. Here, here's, what I'll, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say, okay? You were honest, mm -hmm. and very thoroughly so, mm -hmm. in a way that might uh, injure you, we'll see. <laughs> what I'll go ahead and say is I will give you, specifically, uh, Fern, a uh, free collateral die that you can use whenever you want to, except for what? right now. You can't use it for engagement, because engagement you can't do collateral die for, but like you can invoke a collateral die for free uh, for Aww, any one you. action. Hey. And if that isn't the summary of most of my gameplay of just being very <laughs> honest, and then it might harm me. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Just immediately backfiring. I'm in love with trouble. Anyways. <laughs> here we go. Ooh. Oh, the bones. Four? four three. There's a four? A four hey. is not a three, at least, which is a good <laughs> thing. Which is not a three. So, what a four means is that your position is going to start risky. Okay. Uh, Pfeffer and Gabrielle are fine. I think we maybe get, like, a shot of, like, you know, a timestamp over the factory and, like, them, like, kind of in the middle distance of the shot, like, making small talk with, like, some kind of nondescript uh, person in a factory uniform who like waves them through or whatever. Yeah. Fern and Fern and Arabella, um, or Giuseppe and Arabella, excuse me. Fern uh, is actually there. <laughs> Fern is actually there. That's why. Uh, that's why uh, Giuseppe has a free collateral dice is because Fern is standing there holding. Um, so Giuseppe and Arabella, how is it like? So you're using some uniforms trying to blend in. Like, what is how are you like 
already in there? Like, what are you doing while uh, Pfeffer and and uh, Gabrielle are being kind of waved through the like front gates, basically? Mm. I feel um, like, yeah, go ahead. If um, you have, I feel like we would get in like with a shift change. I know that like most it's been like kind of a lockdown, but there is still probably some kind of shift change happening. Um, and I feel like that's like the easiest way to get in is just to go in during the shift change, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what you notice is that it's not a shift change, as in like, oh, the people who are on the floor are taking their shift. Right. It's a it's a change of the watch. Yeah. Like there, yeah. like it is a shift change for the people who are outside, like mm-hmm. looking for troublemakers, basically. Mm-hmm. And you manage to slip in. At, you you come in. You're very able to quickly identify when that shift change happens, like from the day before, and mm-hmm. you use that information to your advantage. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, let me think how we start risky here. There um, is something I just realized is that we forgot to note pilot load. Though I think it might be. Uh, I easy. think. I, yeah, I think for both uh, for both Giuseppe and Arabella, and actually, no, probably for all of you, you're probably going to be restricted to light. Yeah, yeah, yeah that that's sense. what I was thinking. Um, actually, no, Giuseppe and Arabella, Giuseppe and Arabella could do more, but part of your load is going to be taken up by your disguise, I believe. Okay. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Let me look at the load stuff. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking so, like, you a could do like load huge. might be. You, you like you could do medium or something if you yeah. want to, but like yeah. part of that's going to be like for uh, you could just like pl- plug it as a subterfuge supplies. That could work. It doesn't quite. It doesn't quite grok, but like it is. I think an you know a uniform I think subterfuge supplies. Yeah, I, th- I think an outfit is usually two. So what I'll say is mark. Uh, an outfit is only two if it's carried, I think. As opposed oh, that's to... true. Okay. We'll just yeah. call it subterfuge supplies cool. then, because you you might have some things that aren't just like you know your work equipment. You might have some like you know like uh, a fake ID or something like that. You know, yeah, you, know, you, you, you might have yeah. had one of those prepared for this eventuality. Mm-hmm. Um, so where do we start risky for this? I'm just thinking of what would be good here for the social espionage uh, part of this that these two are doing specifically. It's been a while since I've looked at, like, all of the description of my, like, special tools and things that I can have, um, and I'm intrigued by personal emblem, and I'm wondering if I should perhaps, like, I don't know how this works. So it says, so long as someone is thinking about this item, you know where the item is and can project your powers as if you were present. Um, cool cool so i don't i guess that goes on my load because i have to think about it or if it's listed on if it's listed on your sheet hold on let me say um while i'm thinking of how to progress from here Mm -hmm. so the personal emblem since you mark it as pilot gear you would have to mark it okay um what if i gave my like rosary to uh either gabriella or uh uh, uh, or boss. <laughs> Just Gabrielle. Yeah. Gabrielle. I mean, yeah. Hey, if you want to do that, you can absolutely call that, like, before yeah. you can get in anything. Yeah. So Nothing I, wrong with that. I think at some point I'm like, hey, I'll know where you are if you do this, since we've seen that these people are really good at disappearing people. <laughs> oh, who gets it? Either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um... hopefully it won't come in handy, but we'll see. <laughs> 
good yeah good thing um Okay, so let's. I think I, I think I know where we're starting. So you you come in through uh, the shift change, right? Um, and I think the first, and this is like kind of like literally the first complication you encounter is that um, while you like kind of like you know uh, we get like a shot like a little tense of you two like walking past some other like kind of geared up you know employee who does not seem to really he like waves at you or whatever, but like doesn't seem to notice that you don't belong or anything like that. But I think mm-hmm. what we have is like the kind of complicating situation to start with like the risky engagement is you go to use your uh employee uh like key cards to get into the side door to actually get inside the facility and uh you kind of have that moment of like well we should have realized that wouldn't work actually because the <laughs> the like key sign- the key signatures have been changed. Oh. And you realize your card does not work on this door. Oh. Okay. Okay. Hmm. And you're kind of like, so you're like where you are right now. So you're out in like kind of the uh, part of the work yard where like a lot of the, there's like some big old uh, Grand Icon mechs. And like some of them look like they're like hooked up to like rigging and things like that. Like they're actively being worked on. But for the most part, the ones out here are kind of like, they're a little bit mothballed. Like mm-hmm. they're, uh, there's some that have like really significant damage on the exterior and things like that. So they're like not actively being like worked on as much but there's so you're kind of out here with them and just trying to get into the side of this big like kind of warehouse facility i'd say it's like probably like it's a significantly large place it's like three or four stories tall right um just like huge like looks like a a looks like a plain tarmac almost a little bit yeah uh you know um but you find that your entryway into here is uh locked very literally okay off and it's price. fucking cold out, by the way. Even though it's <laughs> even though it's June, it's fucking cold out. Mm-hmm. This is your least favorite part of this city, Arabella. Is it's always <laughs> cold, even when it's the it's summertime. So fucking cold here. I hate it. Uh, so, hold on. You're kind of in the climate equivalent of central Alaska right now. Oh yeah, so yeah. even in summer it's still kind of Even in dead even like in summer on a good summer day it's brisk, yeah. but it's still early enough in the day to be cold. Um so I think our and is anybody like paying attention to us? Um like I think there's probably like one or two people out here but they are not like they're not like grilling you or anything like that. Like sure. they're yeah. just sort of like, "Oh, it's another employee whatever," you know. Right. Okay, the disguise is at least immediately like again because you have like I th- I don't think you have like full face covering like whatever but you have a certain degree of face obscuring so that if someone doesn't immediately recognize you uh it's not necessarily something they're going to feel very suspicious about right you know yeah like caps and goggles and stuff like that yeah I think literally a welding mask is probably in some part of that and it's just like oh just a little down over my eyes you know yeah that's so, just mm-hmm. kind of a normal look so. My thinking immediately off the bat is since there's like other people just kind of lingering, it's not like people are paying too much attention to us. Um, maybe there's a, we could do like a a study or like a survey role to mm-hmm. find an alternative entrance. Sure. Okay. I'd say that's probably survey. Yeah. Golden boy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 generally speaking my i it's the study survey gap is like a kind of weirder thing of the system but generally speaking my rule of thumb here is that it's study 
if you have all the information in front of you and you're trying to extract something from it. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. survey if you're looking for new information. That makes sense. uh, My other thought was like being like, oh no, I put my card next to a magnet again and now it doesn't work. Uh, but, uh, like, this is probably a better idea, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, especially since there are two of us. Sure. So Uh, so we'll go ahead and call this a risky standard, because you're in risky scenario. Yep. And so I'm gonna roll one dice. One second. (laughs) Uh, Come on, big money. Should I use my... (laughs) My my free dice right now. <laughs> hey, if you wanna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, okay, I'm, I'm got sorry. it. No, I'm sorry. I was also looking at some. Did you heal any stress, Fern, before we started this mission? Uh. Do you remember doing that? Didn't we? Didn't we heal some stress? In downtime before this? Because you have two to go. Not Because I have other. two left. <laughs> uh, I, I'll be honest, I do not remember. Oh, shit. I'm not certain that Giuseppe did cut loose. I feel like I cut loose and did not get very good reward. <laughs> I feel like that, that is something that I can remember. I think you might have rolled a one on something, maybe. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's fine. Well, we'll roll with it. I guess the worst case scenario is you get some scars. Oh, Don't yeah. worry about it. It'll be fine. All right. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Go ahead and roll me. The, go ahead and roll me them bones <laughs> if you want to. Yeah. So I'm gonna use my my since this is the first roll of the session. I am going to use my uh uh special special bonus. Good Your boy good dice. sport collateral. <laughs> good boy dice. <laughs> <laughs> uh to 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 give me as much advantage as possible so wonderful um if well, <gasps> Ooh, i oh, got a six okay Ooh. yep hey a six wonderful uh so remind me the thing you're doing is looking for a different form of egress or ingress yeah. or something like that mm-hmm. um, or like maybe there's somebody punching in a code and yeah, get the code th- <laughs> i think what it is is i think you're kind of like Okay, Sarah, like, oh shit, this is going to be a whole thing. And I think what you notice, actually, and like, it was kind of like out of your own vision, but like, you take a moment to look around and you actually find someone else accidentally left their own fucking card here. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) One of these other idiots accidentally left their card by like the windowsill or something. And then you try it and it works. And it's like, oh, great. great." Cool. We're going to hang on to that too. Yeah. Cool. Um, so y'all uh, are able to slip inside the mm-hmm. uh, Ironworks Mech Forge. Um, and inside, like, we get a bit of that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, inside, this is, like, a very large warehousey type building. There's, like, despite the fact that uh, work is stopped, like, all the bays, like, the repair bays and stuff like that, they still have machines in them. It looks kind of like just at some point, maybe, you know, like, a couple days ago, uh, they might have just, like, literally stopped in the middle of the day, not put anything away. Uh, you actually see, like, there's some, uh, mech bays that still have, like, unattended, uh, like, half-full toolboxes sitting next to them, mm. things of that nature. Like, looks kind of just like it just stopped very suddenly. Very um, suspicious. 
you also note there's lots of other uh, kitted up employees who are going about the premises who seem to be kind of uh, stomping about in a bit of a fuss. Some of them even actually you notice have a grand Tycon like standard issue service rifles uh, like held and they're kind of like the the more sargy, I guess, types. Mm-hmm. There's some people who are stomping around barking, barking uh, orders, whatever else. Um, and you realize uh, with a certain amount of trepidation that they are kind of uh, uh, freaked out by the very sudden appearance of a legitimate uh, diplomatic envoy from Grand Tycon. So people are trying to go get to their places and look respectable. Uh, and I think you actually see, and we can make the full transition here, off in the distance over by uh, nearer to the entrance of the facility. Uh, Gabrielle and uh, Pfeffer are being uh, escorted uh, by one such other uh, employee uh, worker, question mark, uh, with a service rifle uh, held at rest position, uh, escorted to an office of some kind. Uh, And we actually get uh, the kind of camera zoom in on them and uh, says, uh, Mr. Uyahara will be with you in a few minutes. Uh, get comfortable. Uh, and then kind of stomping off, leaving you to your own devices in this uh, uh, modest office, I suppose you'd call it. It's a, you know, like, it's like any HR office, which is to say it's a, it's a little too small and there's uh, way too many packed bookshelves. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, not very, like, ostentatious or chaotic or anything like that. Uh, what are y'all doing while you apparently wait to be uh, to be introduced to this spokesman? Well, first off, I want to establish that uh, Pfeffer is in his like full on like dress officer's uniform for this mm-hmm. like previously because I think that would be appropriate for a mission where he's not you know in his mech or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think honestly, the first thing he's going to do is like just sort of give. Gabrielle a look <laughs> you know like what kind of look mm. <laughs> um, uh, j- so just like I figure she also <laughs> took like the fine clothes and jewelry outfit and looking under the pilot gear uh huh. figure she's also in uniform um so does the uniform have like is it, is it always trousers or is there like a pencil skirt version <laughs> there's this pencil skirt version. okay that's what I was saying Never the take that thing, away from you. <laughs> the thing that I think is that, um, and I remember having this thought when I was designing uniforms originally, is that the slacks and skirt are obviously completely unisex, but the slacks are for combat officers and the skirts are for non-combat officers. Oh, awesome. Ah, nice. Cool. So it's like plenty of men in skirts, but it's just, you know, that's nice. because they are working the desk and that's their entire job. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Nice. Oh my gosh, I love this actually. <laughs> yeah, so we got like pencil skirt, epaulettes, I don't know, like some bayonetta glasses. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Looking down. Okay. So are you two um, doing anything while you wait, or are you just Kamiya gonna... Kamiya has like... logged into the chat. <laughs> oh, oh, Mr. Kamiya, do you want to like get in on this game? Banned. Yes, <laughs> in English oh, is your oh. problem. Well, well, guys, it's it's been fun, but Hideki Kamiya blocked me from my own podcast, so uh, <laughs> we're going to have to shut things down. Um, so I think that honestly, Pfeffer is um, Pfeffer is just kind of like mentally preparing himself for negotiations with a, from what he has heard, potentially belligerent person. Um, but I think. 
Um, <laughs> I think he's going to like. Uh, uh, what he's going to do is that if there's any snooping that can be done at this stage, he assumes that Gabrielle is on it. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. So that's what Gabrielle, are you snooping? Um, You know what? Sure. Hold on. <laughs> you two have the benefit of a controlled position currently. Oh, okay. So you go ahead and tell me what it is you're snooping for and how it is you're snooping for it. And if it, you're not snooping for anything specific, you're just sort of generally snooping, that's okay, too. But if you're looking for something specific, it might have an impact on the usefulness of what it is you get. Okay. So we are which which of these buildings on the map are we in? Uh you're in Blade. Oh, right I see now. us. Now. I have, I'm sorry. Yeah, I put I have little icons there. Up, in the, up uh, there in the corner a little bit. Yeah, I I, just, I don't know that we'll actually need them or not, but I just have them there. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's nice good to, to have. Yeah. Um hmm. So I'm trying to think what we we want to look for like anything we can find on the missing um, Tycon. I'm sorry, my yeah. So working. basically, like the main objective is like, aside from stopping agents, the that's that. okay. Yeah. So the main objective, aside from stopping the labor freeze, is seeing if you can figure out what happened to your employing squads, uh, people because this is a the whole thing is like they're the Tyconian Garland is in part basically responsible for administrating all the mech repair facilities yeah. in like in the area basically uh, or in Grand Tycon in general, and so like they would have you know officers who are here, but there are none here, and you don't know where they are, and you haven't seen any of them. Ooh, the okay. other thing would be, uh, and this is from your own uh, commanding officers kind of uh uh secondary objective uh suggestions here which is there's something fishy going on hard to tell what but there's probably more happening here than meets the eye okay so my thinking is um last time we were sneaking around somewhere i was able to use the fine espionage gear to like Basically lets me plant listening devices, cameras, key readers, and stuff. So sure, I think what the what I'm going to try to do is, uh, yeah, snoop around, see if I can find any evidence of them. Like, well, basically, uh, get ears where we wouldn't have them generally, but also look for evidence of them, like keeping people or disposing mm-hmm. of people. Um, those both, I feel. Uh, Absolutely. have signs that you can look for. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like that could be either a study or survey, depending how you wanted to swing it. Okay. So, I think survey uh, makes sense since we're trying to learn some new information to draw conclusions from. Um, I don't have any sure. dots in either, so I am going to be pushing myself... <laughs> Okay. And this uh, is uh controlled, by the way. Okay. Um and I'll say probably uh I'll go ahead and say Hmm. I'll go ahead and say great effect since you're using the gear. That makes sense Ooh, to me. Okay. Because nice. I feel like you could just root around for papers without using anything, but since you're you're putting your espionage gear to use, I feel like that makes sense to me. Alright, cool. Let's go ahead and mark that on here. And oh, and you were gonna say something? 
Um, I had a thought. I could, I could try and assist you, but I also had a thought for another thing I could do on my own. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Do you want another diet or something? Um, or? I actually got. Uh, I'm. I have plenty of stress on my track to spend, so I'm. Uh, okay. Good. Just. Uh, I've already got a pretty good position to roll from. Sounds like. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So roll uh, whatever your current pool is. And that's going to be controlled. Great. Okay. So. Spend two stress, and that's for one bonus die. All right. Yeah. Oh right. Oh. Yeah. Uh, also, as a. Ooh. Oh. oh got okay. It too. What. Okay, um, what I'm going, well, I, <laughs> Sorry, wait, the, I was, I was about to swoop in and try and, like, counteract this That's okay. consequence, Let's hear what happens but then first. I realized it's, it's controlled, so it's probably not the one yeah. I want to spend my spark on. I mean, you could, you could spend a spark if you wanted to try and make it a success, because you do have a great effect on this roll, but the consequences here are not going to be particularly scary for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with that then. Okay. Um, I will also just say, just for a point of order, uh, other things that you can always do uh, as Forge and Dark Standard, you always have access to flashbacks. Um, you can always declare a contact. Uh, there's the aid rolls. There's spending stress. There's collateral die. Uh, just, you know. If you're like, oh, I need more dice, or oh, I wonder if I can do this, chances are you can. Just don't don't be afraid to air weird ideas or whatever. <laughs> so you can probably find a way to make that work. Just mention okay. it. Because I love y'all, but you never use flashbacks. I know. So sometimes I, <laughs> sometimes I feel like you don't realize the power that you have. I know. So, okay, then in that case, I, I don't. maybe it's because I don't remember how they work. Do flashbacks also cost stress, or how so, do they work? Flashbacks cost an amount of stress that is dependent on how, like, unlikely the scenario you are describing is. Okay. Generally speaking, unless it, like, actually just contradicts shit that's happened, like, there's no limitations on what you can do with flashbacks. But it's for stuff like, if it's something you could have reasonably done, right? Like, it would have required no real effort from you, something you had access to, you had opportunity, means, whatever. Sometimes it doesn't cost any stress at all. Cool. But if you're doing something where it's like, oh, I... I thought of this eventuality and I uh, secured access to this uh, unique vehicle and with this guy I know who hasn't come up on screen yet, that's the kind of thing that could cost like three, four stress depending. Cool. So depending what you have in mind, it either, it might, it'll usually cost something, but it's not always necessarily going to be expensive. Good. That's what always worries me about flashbacks is because, you know, the game is, you know, yeah. Stre- yeah. is yeah. juggling stress. So, but that's good. There, it costs nothing. There, there is an up, there is a pretty, uh, restricted upper limit on what flashbacks can cost and stuff that is reasonable and doesn't contradict anything and that you would have definitely been able to do if you'd thought about it ahead of time that stuff is usually free cool then i will keep that in mind right. often. yeah um so uh yeah i think what happens here you did you rolled a two on a controlled grade uh one to three is a failure as usual um and in this case i think this is just straight up uh the action failed and the chance for the action to work has passed. A different action must be used to overcome the obstacle, or it can be attempted again at a worse position. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so basically what, I, what I'm positing to you here is either you can roll again <laughs> with risky great, uh, 
or you can let this opportunity lapse. Ah. And I think the thing is you realize, like, as you're getting your stuff out, right, and you're getting thing, you actually get this, like, not a sense, but, like, you see in, like, a, like a, a reflection on a window or something, uh, your your new friend is coming to meet you uh, a little bit faster than you anticipated he would. You thought you had, like, ten minutes, but you only had, like, three or four. Ah, Okay. So if you want to continue doing this but making it riskier, you can, and you can try to roll again. Otherwise, you can just let it lie and not worry about it. Um, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna try that again since it's still at risk. In that case, I will assist. All right. So how are you assisting? Um, I'm going to let's see. Um. You know what? Just because I might as well, um, I'm just going to use the tactical genius. Okay. Um, so that I can do it without paying stress. Okay. Um, um, and as a reminder, and... you have two history with her, so you can help her in two aspects of the role. But tell us what exactly it is you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Um. So, so could you briefly sum up again what you're trying to do? Um, so, trying to look for information about the missing persons. Yeah, we're trying to snoop around. Uh, for information on the missing Tyconian agents that are supposed to be guarding this factory and sort of okay. like settlement. All right. Um, let's see. I'm trying to figure out if it made more sense for me to have prepared for this particular search or to have prepared for like covering for her. Um, probably, um, I would say probably prepared for the specific search. Because, okay. like, it's a thing where, like, you could realistically have known, like, okay, if I'm looking for dead or disappeared, you know, Tyconian Garland soldiers, yeah. what am I looking for and how am I going to find it? And where has it, is it, like, where would I expect this, these things to be kept or what kind of information would I be looking for to indicate it? Like, you'd yeah. be able to kind of math out like what the optimal way to identify that information is ahead of time yeah, yeah. like where I could you fit a prison or an acid bath or any of this <laughs> <laughs> stuff like exactly that. um it, i don't i don't have like much specific in mind but i'm thinking is like there may be something like sort of thinking okay these like, people you would went have over had... the blueprints before we came here since this is a yeah like, I'm, oh, that's 100 percent possible Oh yeah, I th- yeah, I think that works. Yes, I was going to try and do something more convoluted, but that definitely <laughs> makes sense. So, yeah, so I'm going to do that, and I'm going to so I'm going to give you an extra. I'm going to give you an extra die, and the um, other one would probably be to reduce it back to a controlled because it's already at great. Yeah, yeah, I think you I could think... technically increase it past great, but I don't think it would make much of a difference in this case. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to give you an extra die, and um, it's back to controlled. Oh. Wonderful. All right. So since uh, we've got more of a time crunch than we we're expecting, how I'm imagining this is like a. Gabrielle's been pl- like planning for this search, and actually realizes she has to do it at double speed. So she's like running <laughs> in heels, like mo- like slowing she's... down to regular walking speed in front of windows and things. You know that sort of. <laughs> so what if she's got like heelys. <laughs> <laughs> no. Ah, oh, yeah, formal wear heelys. You yeah. love to hear. Oh, 
<laughs> only for the most regal of blue tiger. Oh my god! All right, and that, I'll go. That's, that's for her. Uh, that's for her human-sized uh, blue Dahlia cosplays. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and push. Spend another. What is it? Two stress. Two stress. Mm-hmm. Sure, you're gonna yeah. bump it to three dice. Oh, I thought since I didn't have a dot, I had to. It would, like the extra dice takes oh. me from take oh, two. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. You're right. Like you're roll right, two, right. take the you're lowest. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Okay, you, so. you would have two dice then with uh, Owen's help. All right, here we go. Come on, not a two, a five. Okay. Hey. Oh, thank yes. You. So it's gonna be great effect, and it's gonna be a risky, uh, risky consequence. C- no, so controlled. Or oh yeah, you're right. It is controlled. Yeah. So let me think about what uh, controlled consequences I could inflict on you here. Well, because I think. For great effect, especially, and because you know what to have. Um, <laughs> okay, I know what this is already, actually. I know instantly what this is. <laughs> um, and so the camera cuts, and this uh, Kazuhara guy, who's like this, you know, like kind of gaunt looking, kind of greasy looking, uh, weaselly looking dude. Who has ostensibly the, uh, who, like, I think we would have seen on, like, a camera shot before of, like, oh, here's our dossier on this guy who's the union representative, right? And it's just, like, the the fucking photo of this guy. Uh, You see him come into the room. And he opens his mouth and freezes dead and looks at you. And you're standing there and you're holding a, uh, let's say, a small box, (laughs) which you have pulled from, like, a... Uh, you know, like a behind a bookshelf or something like that. Like you, you like move something. Uh, to like you're like okay, there. This would be a re- this would be a place where you would keep something. Like oh, this uh, desk has a false bottom usually because it's the it's the uh, standard for all these facilities. So they would probably keep something in the false bottom. And you're standing there holding this <laughs> open this this small rectangular box with an open lid that has uh I would say about a dozen. Uh, Grand Tycon dog tags in it. Oh, great. Cool. <laughs> and we cool, get the cool, camera cool, cool, cut cool, cool, cool. of you two just staring at each other. Your consequence here is that we are moving you to a risky position as we cut back <laughs> to Gabrielle and, uh, or as we cut back to Arabella and Giuseppe. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks, so, boss. Sorry, boss. That's okay. <laughs> Got results. Uh, oh yeah. By the way, great, ef- great effect. Uh, I'm going to tick up the what happened clock to eight. Yeah. Uh, because you have a pretty good idea. What happened, at least to environmental like, storytelling. <laughs> you haven't found them, but you can you can guess what what the status of the missing Tyconian Garland agents is uh, with that. Uh, we'll just go ahead and call that. Um, so while this is uh, while this situation is developing, um, Arabella and Giuseppe. So you've gotten into like this main sort of work floor of uh, the factory. Right. Uh, there's people milling around. Uh, there's. Are you, is there anything specific you're looking for? Like, what are you trying to do? Like now that you're kind of in. Hmm. Um, I think so. So we don't obviously know yet what happened to the Tyconia Garland agents. No, that's happening. That's like in the process of happening right, right now. That, that's but, like a technically like two minutes in the future from your current mm-hmm. perspective. But what I am curious about is um, all the workstations just being abandoned like 
like, I don't know. Like, maybe all of the employees were run out at gunpoint or taken hostage in some, in some <laughs> capacity, you know? What I'll, what I'll say is, and uh, the thing you notice, some of the workstations do look like they have been, like, you know, like, oh, the, the rigging has kind of been put back in default position. There's no tools lying around. But about half of them, you would say, are just kind of, like, there's toolbox out. Uh, something looked like it was in the middle of being worked on. And very clearly, no one has been working on it for the last several days, by all accounts, because like mm-hmm. the, the 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 most of the stuff is just turned off or in idle or whatever. So it's not like there have been the usual kind of factory noises, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it does strike you that like some of these look like someone took the time to actually like clean up and put away, and there's some of these where it looks like someone just like was disappeared in the middle of working right. on whatever it is they were working on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the first thing I want to do is just try to act like we belong and, uh, maybe talk to somebody, like, to Mm -hmm. just be like, so, uh, we just got here. What do they expect us to do? You know? Yeah. (laughs) Uh. Hey, if that's what you want to do. I think, (laughs) you know, like, does that make sense? Yeah. 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 To, yeah. I mean, what's the time frame of this strike? How long has it been going on again? Um, I believe I and uh, if the listeners, if I said a different amount of time during the prior episode, I apologize. It's been a bit. <laughs> but the way I've been thinking about this is this has been going on for like the strike itself has been going on for probably like in the vein of two weeks, give or take a week. Okay. Hmm. That's not bad. Would it be would it be plausible to be like, yeah, we got this job but we just traveled here or something like, i think we had i think to take i time think to travel i think uh sarah's original wording of we just got here what do they want us to do yeah. mm-hmm. is pretty flexible that, okay yeah, we're not I'll trying say. to give away too much information we're just saying like hey we just showed up uh what's going on and what do i need to be doing that sounds mm-hmm. i think that's a good way to wait to work yeah it. Mm-hmm. good point yeah mm-hmm. So, um, I'm going to try that with a con- with consort. Does that work? Because it's kind of... Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Um, so you two are currently <sighs> in a risky, in a risky position by default. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say this is standard effect by default, unless you had something else in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have something else in mind that I think will be doubly interesting. It's a useful weapon that will help us later, but right now it's going to help us blend in. Um, I'm going to mark... Uh, under my pilot gear, I'm gonna mark a rifle because <laughs> everybody else is carrying Grand Tycon weapons right now. Yeah, and I will say actually, you notice that not everyone is carrying a rifle, mm-hmm. but there's no distinction, at least that you can tell, between the people who are carrying rifles and the people who aren't. Right. Mm-hmm. So you standing next to Giuseppe, who does not necessarily have a rifle, is yeah. something that does not seem particularly uh, weird to you. Right. But this way, yeah. it at least still kind of, it helps sells the effect. I think mm-hmm. that we we do belong here to have yeah. one yeah. of us. So um, totally, I am going to uh, as for you spending the gear. I am going to go ahead and reduce the risk on this again to uh, controlled. Oh, I love it. Because also, uh, having a having a rifle when interacting with people who may or may not be civilians uh, definitely controls the risk. I'd say. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. Uh, so let's just uh. Let's just hope this luck works out for me for once. It did not. Come on. It never does. Can I assist? Um, sure. How are you assisting? 
I think one of the things, like, uh, what if I also had a rifle? No. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, the, uh, I think I, perhaps I use my, my psychic vibe checks to find somebody who's like, perhaps, uh, looking for people to order around and not as much looking for like a big conversation uh that that will happily take the authority to tell us what to do okay i do have some interesting news with regards to that suggestion yeah uh you have two belief points with arabella yeah which means the assist cost here is two stress hmm uh oh. Which, if I am not mistaken, <laughs> is going to give you a scar. Uh-oh. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> but. It wouldn't, take, it wouldn't take him out of the encounter? Um, It would take him out of the scene, I think. Okay. It's not it's not as punishing as a blades, blades is okay. in that regard. Okay. I think gotcha. it's your. Something happens that takes you out of commission for. Until the fiction would make sense for you to not be, uh, yeah, so incapacitated. So. I might be okay with that. Like maybe somebody like starts yelling at Giuseppe, and Giuseppe just has to. <laughs> <laughs> I love the While idea nudging. of you like, uh, and uh, I'm kind of okay with taking taking a scar at this point. I know that that's weird to say, but I want to find the make, definitions of the scars. Sure. Let me just make sure I. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. So here's here's the actual writing. Okay. When a pilot reaches their max stress nine in most cases, they can either leave the situation quietly to lick their wounds or push on recklessly. If they remove themselves quietly, the pilot heals all stress and chooses scars suitable to the event that filled their last stress box, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You leave the current situation in a terrible state, but return later at an appropriate time during the mission. Okay. If they push on recklessly, they can take dire action. Dire action lets the pilot ignore their existing harm or damage penalties. They can't spend stress on this action, nor can they make resistance rolls since their stress is maxed out. But basically, with dire actions, every time you take a dire action, uh, if you roll a six, you can continue taking dire actions. If you roll a five or less, uh, that is your last action. You suffer consequences as normal, and you get taken out of the scene in a... uh, appropriately uh high key way mm. so it would be theoretically possible for you to stress out for one reason or another and come back a little bit later after yeah. having taken some time to lick your wounds so to speak yeah um i think like i mm, yeah i'd like to take look at the uh definitions of these scars before but uh, and they're not doing the like mouse over thing that they normally do with everything else um for Um, what it's worth my opinion for scars is that as long as you can define how a scar is going to change your behavior Mm -hmm. uh it can be anything if you want i'm gonna think go ahead go ahead (laughs) technically i think that's not rules as written but i i most of the scars are just like here's a term and here's how it affects your character's behavior Okay. Um, what were you going to say, Sarah? I'm going to tell you right now, uh, you'd be insane to not take Reckless for, for this character. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. 
in love with trouble. There and you now, go. Now I will say, I will say, scars are technically, uh, for one reason or another, um, supposed to be influenced by the thing that made you stress out. Yeah. In this case, it would be helping out mm, Red with your psychic abilities to locate someone who's a, a little bossy boy. So, like any <laughs> one of those elements would mm-hmm. be the thing that plays into your choice of scar. Mm-hmm. So the question is, are you going to help Red or not? Uh, I think I'm going to help Red because I can also lower the consequences if um, it continues to be bad, and I feel like that's worth something. More. Yay, so um, we're full your stress bar. Thank you, <laughs> okay. Saturn. Yay. 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 So you've already kind of described how it is you're helping. Uh, what mm-hmm. are the two ways that you want to help Red? Well, your like- three options are give her an extra dice, increase her effect, or reduce her risk. I think I want to reduce the risk and increase the dice. I believe, actually, I think her risk is already bottomed out. Really? Because of okay. the gun. So in fact, oh, right, so- right, right, right. Oh, right. <laughs> so then I want to increase her effect. <laughs> okay, and- so this is now going to be controlled great again. Okay. With plus one die over Sick. what uh, you you did. So am I just rolling one more die? Yeah, just roll one more die. Oh, God. Ugh, I can't even look. Oh, okay. Hey! Hey! <laughs> Okay, so controlled great uh, once again with a mixed success. Uh, you love to see it. Uh, so you, uh, Giuseppe, uh, using the power of the, the psychic uh, time stream, whatever, don't worry about it, um, is able to identify uh, someone who is. Uh, I can't think of, I can't help but think of this in anything except for the uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution way, where if you get the the mod that makes it so you can do the diplomacy minigame with people. And uh, it's for if they're uh, an alpha, beta, or omega, literally. No! no. I forgot that was it. I was yeah. trying to remember what it was, and my mind just filled but, in with the fucking humors. Because the idea is, it's it's not the uh, uh, fucking insane pheromone shit from uh, the internet. It's specifically supposed to be like, I think in that one, they're like, oh, it's brainwaves, which makes no fucking sense. <laughs> don't worry about it. That's some like, Star Trek bullshit. Yeah. But be- but because the Azure field is kind of weird and not necessarily uh, as scientific as it is magical, it is basically the equivalent of uh, seeing, like, of like looking around like, okay, what kind of thought patterns are these people putting out? And mm-hmm. seeing one that's just like, oh, that guy is like, Full. That guy turned all the alpha sliders up to max. Like that guy. That guy has some uh, has some fucking issues that make him an extremely aggressive bossy weirdo. So that's kind of what we're looking for. Um. So we'll get back to what you're stressed out for that looks like. I think, and also with the consequences. Okay. So, like, Red, can you go over like how you're approaching this uh, like bossy guy again, just trying to suss out like what it is you're doing or whatever um well since giuseppe pointed out that this is somebody who who wants to boss people around um people who want to boss people around love to perceive themselves as being smarter so uh, (laughs) arabella is just gonna come up and just like you know act like a schmuck be like uh i just got here i don't know what you want me to do you know himbo mode (laughs) arabella version (laughs) great um so, uh, and this guy, like, uh, kind of turns on a, on a, like, boot heel a bit, like, very, like, 
square shouldered, uh, also still just wearing like the very obscuring, uh, uh, actually, no, wait a minute. Yeah, no, it's a guy. Okay. Cool. I was thinking about my, my NPC stable a bit for a second and I, I, but no, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> turns, turns on a boot heel and, uh, kind of like gives you a look over, uh, you just holding this rifle kind of like I just got here. Um, and the, I guess success here is that, or the great success, even if I'm not mistaken, the, he like takes a, he the C camera looking at your gun basically, and he says, "Well, you should be getting out into the mech yards and getting ready for for three. Oh. As in, and and you reason he is talking probably about three p.m. Mm-hmm. You're not sure about what, but he told you that you need to get out into the mech yards, which okay. you know raises some red flags. Mm-hmm. I'll say. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't seem to acknowledge Fern's pre- or Giuseppe's presence at all. Um, and it's like, and no, actually he does because he says, and I just mean you, the, uh, the labor has to stay in here. Okay. Oof. 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 Wow. <laughs> okay. So there's the labor. Making a judgment call. Yeah. There's the labor yeah. and then there's the, uh, the armed folks. Okay. That's good to know. Actually very yeah, he gives you that very directly. Um, you still do have a controlled consequence here. Um, and I'm gonna say, um, <laughs> could start a clock. Yeah, I'm gonna start a clock. I'm going to start a new clock. I'm going to go ahead and give this. This can be. F- I think this clock should actually be fairly long. I'm going to start a twelve clock. Ooh, and mark it and give it one pip. It's going to get one whole pip. And we are going to call this clock. Once I get my font right, real quick. One second. Very important. <laughs> I, ha- I have to I have to have a style guide. Um, we're going to just call it uh, three. Three. Oh. Ooh, that's super good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That is going to tick one of 12 because you are now aware of the threat that is simply referred to as three. Hmm. Don't worry about it. It's fine, probably. What time is it, by the way? Just in in game. Um, I would say right now, uh, you all came in like a little early in the working day. Uh, It hasn't been too much time. I want to say at this point, it's probably like 9.15. Okay, good Mm. to know. Um... And also, we're probably going to be uh, cutting the episode uh, pretty quick. Yeah. Um, let me think. Oh, I still have to do the controlled consequence. Oh, I did controlled consequence. Yes. Oh, yeah. we still have to do fern stressing. Or just yeah, that sounds out. like Excuse a good place me. to end the episode, honestly. Um, and so, uh, and Giuseppe, while um, Arabella is having this conversation, uh, you're kind of, you're having this issue. Yeah. Which is to say, like, you tapped into the the Azure field, right? With your cool lens powers to kind of get a feel on people's uh, vibes. But you're finding that for some reason you can't fully turn it off. Oh, no. Like you try and disengage, but you're still like getting those vibes from people. Mm -hmm. And it feels almost like something is... If you like, if you had a third eye, like it is being forcibly held open. Oof. Okay. Mm. Uh, how are you like reacting to it in this like moment? Like this kind of like this stressful thing is happening to you when you are not necessarily being paid attention to, but you're still kind of in a tense situation. Yeah, I think Giuseppe doesn't really let anything read 
on his face uh, kind of goes like stone faced a little bit while this is happening, and he is belittled by the by the alpha male. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and oh man, that happened often for Giuseppe. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist the wow. fall shoes. <laughs> Fern also just took psychic damage. Yeah, I think I should take a level one harm. Uh, <laughs> me, personally. Uh, <laughs> stupid. Jesus. Anyway. Anyways. Um, so, I think part of it when it's turned on there's like part of it is like oh gosh this is a bad thing but also part of it is like perhaps i sense like an undercurrent of like just the the like the tension that's going on and stuff like that and i think it might actually affect giuseppe in a way um where to a certain extent Giuseppe doesn't want to turn it off um, because Interesting. It, like Giuseppe wants to know like what's happening around um, and I think actually the scar that I'm going to go with is obsessed <gasps> Ooh. Oh, that's super good um, I, I think so to, to color mm-hmm. this a little bit I th- and I, this also will give you some information I think to, that we can end the episode on Ooh. Um, but the feeling that you get as you've been kind of tuned in here and like you don't i probably don't tune into like these very busy buzzing areas too often just because of all the signal to noise but there is this like almost infectious sense of like this kind of giddy anticipation Mm. and like not just for like a good thing happening but to go do something and the thing that you realize some amount of like fascination and horror and i think a bit of again infectious excitement is you get the profound sense that there is going to be bloodshed one way or another great (laughs) (laughs) and that's where we are going to leave the episode off oh Oh, gosh All right. Uh, well, in that case, I hope you guys will join us next time at the same Big Gainers time, same Big Gainers channel. Hopefully, actually next week instead of uh, a month yeah. after the fact. Um, <laughs> and anyway, I look forward to continuing this uh, Beam Saber content with you all. Big Gay Nerds is made possible by our Patreon supporters. We would like to give special thanks to Calvin Cox, Elliot, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Giraffe Scarves, Hell Blood Hands, Jack Toops, Jarnope, Joel, John the Book Hoarder, Lori Dean, Lucas Bell, MC Verdandi, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Ryan Asopa, Udon Bullets, Thor Holmquist, and Trash Hime. If you would like to join their ranks and gain access to special content, simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the Lauded Gay Nerds tier. 
If you'd like to support us for free, spread the word on social media. We're at Big Gay Nerdscast on Twitter and just Big Gay Nerds on Tumblr and Facebook. And if you just want to hang out, join the Big Gay Nerds Fan Club Discord server linked in all the aforementioned pages.